We try to make sure that we know that our clients aren't just a, a dollar bill at the end of the day. Um, they're real people with real lives, uh, real struggles and real goals. And uh, we try to you know, pay as close attention to that as possible and continue to develop those relationships. Business of Architecture, episode 184. Hello, I'm Enoch Sears, and this is the podcast for architects, where you'll discover tips, strategies, and secrets for running a profitable and impactful architecture practice. I'd like to invite you to discover how to double your architecture firm income and create your dream practice of freedom and impact by downloading my free four-part architecture firm profit map. As a podcast listener, you can get instant access by going to freearchitectgift.com. Today's guest has a strong background in entrepreneurship, and he is the business development manager for 3C Engineering based out of San Luis Obispo, California. It's my pleasure to welcome Michael Joseph to the business of architecture, and here's the show. Hey, Michael, so welcome to Business of Architecture. Thank you, Enoch. Thank you so much, and thanks for having me today. Absolutely. So we're on today to talk about, first of all, let's get some background. You and I met. We met at the AI Design Awards over there in San Luis Obispo. And tell me a little bit about your company and about what you do. Sure, sure. Um, and hey, great meeting you, by the way. I love the the whole event was great. And just having you as a judge was definitely um, a benefit for everybody there. So I appreciate your help. Um, uh, 3C Engineering, we've been around for just about seven and a half years, and uh, we're a group of engineers, mostly Cal Poly graduates out of San Luis Obispo. And uh, we all are very, very passionate about energy and really creating smart buildings, if you will. Um, so we're, we provide for architects uh, mechanical design work, plumbing design, and also building commissioning. And um, our third C is also uh, control systems, but um, that's kind of on the back end, if you will. Um, so really what we do is we provide uh, mechanical design and plumbing design and building commissioning mostly for either high-tech co- um, commercial buildings, wineries, breweries, um, and uh, serve up and down the, the central coast, if you will. So we try to provide those services as best we can, obviously. Well, tell me how you came into this position because you haven't always been in the AEC space. That's right. That's right. My background is actually in electrical engineering. I, uh, I majored in medical robotics. My dream was to really create uh, prosthetics for kids and adults with kind of lost limbs and accidents and stuff. And my career took several different directions and went into uh, finance and uh, internet marketing and uh, really a wide variety of different uh, experiences. But when I met the engineers and the guys here at 3C, um, they just had something special. Um, You know, I was currently employed. I wasn't really even looking for a job or a team to to join, um, but their their passion around energy, um, around saving really the the planet one building at a time. And um, the more I knew, the more information that I gathered about the enormous amount of energy that's being used by commercial buildings, by hospitals, by wineries, by uh, other mixed-use buildings that are just literally going out the window. Um, You know, heating and air conditioning that's misproperly used or maybe old systems that are totally inefficient um, but are still holding on and just people having the lack of knowledge to know that if you were to upgrade or use a better system or just kind of control the system that you currently have in a more effective way, it not only saves that person money in the long run and in the short run for that matter, but it has an immediate impact 
positive impact on the environment. And I think that that's really the, the missing piece of most engineering firms that I've been in contact with is there's that lack of uh, human connection or the connection to actually doing something bigger than the organization, uh, which is really saving, saving the planet, if you will. And it sounds kind of mushy when you say it out loud, but um, when, when it really resonates with you and it kind of feels right in your heart, um, it, makes, it makes more sense. So uh, the more I got to know them, and they kind of wooed me over, if you will. And so I started working with them just, uh, just a few months ago in the capacity of business development manager. So that's how I came aboard. Well, Michael, I know you've had a lot of entrepreneurial ventures. You've been involved in a lot of things and been able to see different businesses, the way they work. You talked about doing some internet marketing earlier and you work for a company called ClickBank uh, in their earlier days and really helped them take some massive strides forward. So, you know, that's that's a very different from uh, an engineering firm or even from your electrical engineering background. So I'd, I'd love to get your perspective on what you feel about 3C engineering. You know, what's the secret sauce of their principles and the business side of their, the way they run their business that attracted you to that organization? Yeah, it's, it's such a good question because, you know, it's design work is a dime a dozen, really. If you, if you look at the universities right now and um, specifically Cal Poly here in San Luis Obispo, I mean, we're turning out really high quality engineers um, every single year. So when it comes down to actually doing the work, um, you know, it's not all that complicated, but what is complicated is really trying to very clearly communicate with clients. Um, architects are working with building owners. They're extremely, um, how do I, how do I say this politely, right? They're, they're high maintenance, if you will, right? They request request and require a large variety of different specifics uh, that can't always be achieved. And that's the challenge between being an architect and a, and a designer and trying to meet those needs uh, of the building owner and really try to exceed uh, in the areas that, um, that maybe weren't considered. Um, maybe there's some some issues with the the roof space or the drainage or um, city codes that have to be met or Title 24 uh, requirements. Um, there's a, a wide variety of different details, and that's where we really shine. Is we bring our expertise to the table. Um, you know the the difference between 3C and other engineering firms in the areas. You know we have eight. Actually, we just added a new one, uh, nine degreed engineers on staff. Four of them are professional engineers. Um, so when we tackle a problem, we have a powerhouse of people, a, a team uh, that can sit around and really solve problems uh, for the architect and for the business owner and for the general contractors uh, out there who are struggling to really just uh, to get the job done and get the job done right um, in a beautiful way that, again, protects the environment. So uh, that's what I would say is kind of our secret sauce is we take the time to really consider the challenges. Uh, we have an immense powerhouse of, of minds to tackle those challenges, and we make sure that we're communicating clearly and really being transparent with all of our clients to, uh, to get the job done quickly and uh, within budget. Uh, how about some specifics just in terms of the way they run their business? There must be some chemistry there. There must be, you know, these, these smart guys who run the business and who wooed you over, there must be some magic sauce that they, that they have, you know, is it, does it come through in their meetings? Is it the way the per, the culture permeates the business or what, what do you give me some, give me something on that? You, you know, I mean, that's, there's, there's hard, 
hard tangible items, right? And then there's those soft kind of undefinable items. Uh, maybe if you call it an X factor, if you will, right? So you know how when you meet somebody, you kind of, if that person has that X factor, that it factor, you kind of know right away, but you can't really put your finger on it. Um, and I'm sure all of us have, have met those individuals throughout the years. Um, well, it seems at 3C, we've kind of been a magnet for those individuals. And uh, we're able to attract incredibly intelligent people. But these aren't engineers that kind of sit in a corner and hide behind their computer and design. Um, these are engineers who can get out there and be real people, uh, people, people, if you will, um, and really excel at connecting with our clients and really listening and being there and coming up with something uh, that's more innovative, uh, maybe something that hasn't been considered from an architectural standpoint or construction standpoint. Um, and we're, we're, you know, have that juice, if you will, that energy and that X factor. And I think at the end of the day, that's really what makes the difference in the business itself is, um, you know, I, I strongly believe that businesses attract clients, um, you know, and our repeat clients and our word of mouth has, has really been the strongest piece of marketing that we've had so far. Um, and just now we're starting to implement uh, automated marketing and email campaigns, and, um, uh, which are adding to our influence. Um, but really it has to start from a really strong foundation within that organization uh, for any of that other stuff to work. Was there a business development person before you came on board or is this a new position? No, there was not. Yeah, this is a brand new position for 3C. So, you know, one of the difficulties, just from an architectural standpoint, one of the difficulties we have when designing, and I have this when I do, whenever I do designs, is whenever you're given a blank slate, in other words, there's no precedent, there's nothing's been done before, that can almost be an extra challenge because, there, you know, there's so many options you could do. So coming into this, you know, Tell me a little bit about how you're approaching the business development side of things in these first three months that you're working there. Yeah, yeah, it's a really great question, Enoch. And um, first of all, I have to applaud you for your podcast and really kind of trying to focus in on the the actionable, uh, realistic actions that architects can take on a day-to-day -day basis to grow their business. And that's not unlike what we're trying to do here at 3C. Um, you know, the the challenge of having a blank slate is, well, you haven't seen the mistakes yet. Uh, you haven't seen what's, what's worked and what's not worked. And so there's a lot of trial by error and just trying to figure out, okay, if we um, have an event or if we um, sponsor um, certain events that are happening within the area, do those sponsorships then you know, pay off? And that's something you might not be able to see for months or even years to come because of relationships that were built, et cetera. So uh, right now I'm leaning on a lot of my past experience with other companies. And you mentioned ClickBank. There's a wide variety of different business models out there that, um, that really focus on either providing a, an excellent product, an excellent service, a combination of the two, or really good branding. And people just believe in the brand, no matter how good the product or service is. Um, if you have that solid brand out there, people will continue to come back to it. Um, and so, you know, I'm just leaning on all of that at this point to really help expand the business. I think right now the, the main key is developing relationships with our architects. Um, we're all busy business people. Uh, we're all very, very much so concerned about the same thing, which is building our businesses, uh, keeping our clients happy, making sure that we're producing really high quality work. And at the end of the day, that commonality is really strong. Um, so if we meet an architect or an architectural group who really believes in what they're doing um, and has a, a strong 
uh, feeling of, of excellence and really trying to produce that, that product, um, that's who we really gel with. So it's, it's right now is developing those relationships and making sure that we have that commonality. Which one right now is more of a focus? Is it developing new relationships with architects that you may not have worked with as much before? Or is it strengthening the bonds and the relationships you have with architects you're already working with? Such a good question. So, Enoch, I mean, if you look at your spectrum of clients, right, you have clients that uh, architects that we've served for years and years, and those those relationships are deep seated. You know, we're going on seven years now with some of these relationships, and those are super strong. You know, we go to Thursday afternoon beer, you know, or whatever, right? It's like uh, those are are relationships that will continue no matter what the challenges are on the business front. Um, and then you have the, the middle of the spectrum where uh, some business is coming and our relationship is on and off and we don't really see them as much. We all get busy. And then we have the architects who we've never done business with. And, um, you know, it's really important that you have a strategy for all three of those and across the spectrum. Um, everyone's different and we're working with people. So people are dynamic. They have different needs. They have different styles, different communication techniques um, or modalities, I should say. And so as, as we get to know different architectural firms, we, we pay close attention to what those nuances are. And so right now, the focus isn't necessarily on one segment of a particular um, type of architect, whether or not it's current or new. Um, it's across the board. So I think all of them are equally important. Gotcha. And what are some things that you're doing right now to strengthen, for instance, the relationships with those who have been longtime partners? Yeah, you know what? It's a continuation of what we're doing well, right? So if you look at it, um, you you can either continue to strengthen your strengths, you can work on your weaknesses, right? Um, but we've we've done really well at just being real, um, being transparent, being um, open and honest, and being able to discuss what our what our challenges are with specific projects. Um, you know, we're willing to show people that we're people. And I think with the, the current relationships that we have right now, it's just all about being there, being present. Um, you know, we have folks that have birthday parties and uh, celebrations and people who are having children. And, um, you know, these these significant events in people's lives are significant no matter if they're at work or at home. And uh, we try to pay attention to those things. Uh, we try to make sure that we know that our clients aren't just a, a dollar bill at the end of the day. Um, they're real people with real lives, uh, real struggles and real goals. And uh, we try to you know, pay as close attention to that as possible and continue to develop those relationships. How do you make sure that people don't fall through the cracks? Do you have any sort of systematized process to make sure that these relationships are being developed systematically? Yeah, yeah, great question. Um, it's been kind of a natural evolution. And, you know, not too long ago, we would just have everything on an Excel spreadsheet or, you know, managing things through an Outlook inbox and sent items. But, um, but we've evolutionized as a company. And right now we use a CRM uh, that's produced by Google called Insightly. So uh, we track all of our communication with our clients. We make sure that we know the the length between touch points um, of our clients. We know the, the depth of, of what's happening based upon the number of phone calls, number of emails, number of projects that we're working on. Um, so that's, uh, that uh, CRM has kept us very organized and, and systematic as far as it goes. 
Great. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one I've played around with. How about the clients? Let's talk about those three buckets. So you kind of mentioned three buckets, yeah. the clients you have the long-term relationships with, other clients that, you know, you'd like to maybe work with them some more, but they're kind of, you know, here and there, haven't seen them in a while. And then, of course, there's the cold contacts. Do you have different strategies yeah. for these three different buckets? And if so, what? how would you approach those? Yeah, inc- incredibly difficult to break into some of these um, uh, relationships that are formed for years and years. I mean, there's there's other quote unquote competitors, and we can have a side conversation about the belief in competition or the belief in abundance, um, which I'd love to explore. But the you know when you're when you're looking at uh, such a, a small area such as the Central Coast. Um, there are deep-seated, long-term relationships for 20, 25 years. And uh, as, as human beings, we you know, have human nature. We just go back and use the same services over and over again because, one, maybe the relationship is there, but two, it's habitual and it's just something that we've done. We haven't done anything different for years. So um, talking about the, the side of the spectrum of architects that we haven't done any business with that we'd love to do business with. Um, so those, those architects are, are just... Um, uh, you know, it, it's going to take time, but the strategy with, with those types of architects and those types of firms are, again, just to be present, to be at the same events, to um, talk about relevant topics, to to be interested in projects that they're working on, um, stopping by the office and, and, you know, having a short, brief conversation about something that's uh, happened recently within the community. I think that with such a small community, it's just so easy to uh, develop relationships over time as long as you are continuously active and continuously uh, attempting to build those relationships. Um, the, the second bucket or the bucket in the middle as far as us doing some business, that really comes down to the experience and really gaining that feedback from those architects. So what my strategy is for every job that we do, every project that we're working on, what I'll do is I'll go back to that architect and just collect some feedback. You know, very simple questions of what went right, what went wrong, where could we improve, can you please be transparent with us, we're just trying to improve as a company. And that's, that's, uh, that's been very helpful for us. Um, we've, we've corrected some things that we have, uh, have had challenges with in the past. We've really strengthened our strengths and continued to, you know, produce uh, really high quality work in a timely fashion and, and keep that communication clear and open. And then I'd like the to, I'd like to stop you there for a minute, Michael, because I think sure. that that's a, that's an interesting, uh, interesting conversation that might be applicable to architects. Are there any common themes when you're having these conversations? What kind of things are you hearing uh, that you guys can improve on? Sure. Sure. First of all, um, always a good practice to get feedback. Um, it's something that really a lot of people overlook as a mechanism for improving business, and it's really incredibly powerful. Um, for instance, one of our architects said, "Hey, I'm really early guy. I'd love to rise early, and um, you know, if we could if we could set like a 6 a.m. meeting um, consistently every Tuesday and Thursday, and just hit that time, um, that would really help me out. And I know that you know not a whole lot of people work as early as I do, so I understand if you want to keep regular hours of eight to five, and that's something that we can easily." Um, you know, jump on board with. We can have a, an engineer on staff and working an earlier time and, and really listening to our architects and and uh, paying attention to what their workflow is and what their day looks like and where they're most uh, optimized with their, their energy level, if you will. So um, just listening to those, those finer points, um, if you will. Um, other ones are, you know, 
some architects like more information included on their drawings. And so when we draw, some architects love additional notes and um, um, uh, you know, more information, the better, if you will. While other architects are say, hey, you know what? I like my drawings to be super clean. Uh, don't put anything on there that isn't absolutely critical or relevant to what's, what that drawing is about. And so that's a complete difference. And so we're not cookie cutter, right? We don't just produce a drawing the way that 3C produces a drawing. We work very closely with our architects to, um, to listen to their needs and to figure out, hey, you know, what, what are the preferences or what are the best practices and what's going to help you um, to, to best see that we are doing our best to, uh, to make the project run smoothly and to really listen to that architect. So those are a couple of examples of uh, things that have come up recently. That's a good, good, uh, powerful feedback. Just a good reminder to always be searching for that feedback from our clients. Totally. Yeah, for sure. And then the third bucket is the ones that we currently have relationships with, right? And people who are, are architects that are coming to us on a consistent basis. And um, just like any relationship, uh, you know, your friends and family, the, the closer you are with that particular brother, sister, cousin, um, you know, just being there and being present and uh, joining events that are going on. I know, Enoch, you're, you're from a big family, too, and have a big family yourself. I'm, I'm one of 10 children, and um, some of my brothers and sisters I stay closer in contact with and others not. And you can see the, the depth of the relationship is different based upon the amount of time and the amount of um, activities that you, that you share together. And so with those particular architectural firms, it's, it's all about really um, you know, staying around and, and being people and uh, knowing who they are and knowing what's important to them and what's happening in their family and uh, what are some of the events that are coming up that's important to that, to that firm. Um, so that's, that's really the three different buckets and how we approach them. Great. Well, I think that's a great dive into how business development works. In our next episode, Michael, I'd love to jump into your entrepreneurial background, your experience coaching entrepreneurs. Great. Great. I look forward to it, Enoch. And that is a wrap. Thank you for listening today. If you're looking for more time, freedom, impact, and income as an architect, get instant access to my free four-part architect profit map by visiting freearchitectgift.com. The sponsor for today's show is Arch Reach, the client relationship management tool built specifically for architects. If you want to systematize your marketing and business development, Arch Reach will help you do it. Visit archreach.com to learn more. expressed on the show by my guests do not represent those of the host and I make no representation promise guarantee pledge warranty contract bond or commitment except to help you conquer the world